Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yo! What up, family? Welcome to the fifth episode of the Chef Culture Podcast, where we discuss food, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle. Not exactly in that order, right? We believe here that every chef is an entrepreneur and every entrepreneur is a chef. So we've broken this into a couple of segments for you. And trust, fam, we got this for y'all. I'm going to say this because we talk a lot of business here. You're going to hear a lot of things. This is to motivate us, to move us, to get us going in that right direction. If you are an entrepreneur in reality or just an entrepreneur in your mind, this is for you. Flashing back to the conversation we just had while we were off mic, they were saying, yo, people will tell you that the industry, that something is saturated. Nothing is saturated. If you walk down the bread aisle, how many damn different loaves of bread there are? And now we got the Black Bread Company out of Chicago. Shout to y'all, family. Understand, nothing is saturated, right? The market is literally waiting for you to bring your thing to the table. There's someone that is specific for you. It's the same thing I've said to a couple of young ladies in my life before I have my wife. Love you, babe. Um, it was simple. I was like, listen, somewhere, somebody thinks you are perfect. You are their version of perfect. May not be me, but somebody somewhere, you are their version of perfect. Same rules for business, y'all. Somewhere. You got it. Somebody needs you. And they're just waiting for you to take that first step. So if you have been sitting on the sidelines, we're hoping that this podcast will help you take the first step. And this first segment called The Recipe is all about doing that. And this is not the food recipe. You got to hold on to the next, later segments for that one. This is the recipe for success. So today we're going to have an entrepreneur on here who is awesome. I've known his brother for a minute. And it's, you know, it's one of them things where you bump into people so many times and you look at me like, yo, what's going on? Yeah, I feel like I know you from somewhere and, and we be, and we get to talk. And we, yeah, man, yo, we was talking to Fort Lauderdale. We was in Orlando last time we bumped. You, said, you up here now? Yeah, I'm up here now. All right, what you doing? And, you know, we get to go on the IG and everything. And I was like, look, bro, I'm sending a message like, yo, you got to come on. And do the podcast. His name is Jose. Well, out. Do you go? What do you go by, Jose or Jose? Jose. Jose. Please don't call me Jose. Okay. Okay. <laughs> cool. Because because you know Yaji said the full thing, right? Yeah, it said my whole name. He got the government I, on the I, whole I, thing. I, I, I won't be able to know my name, but I won't be able to say it right. <laughs> okay. Got it. Yeah, because they gonna mess it up every time. Every time. I'm notorious for that. It's so right. Jose is perfect for me because I tend to shorten people's names so that I don't mess it up. Got it. I appreciate you. So Jose is here. Um, he's going to do a quick intro, tell you a little bit about it. As a matter of fact, you know what, bro, tell us a little bit about yourself, family. What, because uh, you're you're a multi-entrepreneur. You're, you're not just doing one thing. Tell us a little, a little bit about bit. what you do. 
Yeah. So I'm a people, I'm a people pleaser, bro. So I I like I do stuff to make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I take your stresses away, and I also fill your bellies. But I also fill your bellies and then get you in shape to go eat what you want on Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Have so a cheat meal. You know what I'm saying? I do a little bit. <laughs> so you gonna relax me? Relax, feed me. Feed you. Make me work out. Yeah. So that I can eat again. And then relax, and then relax you. Again. you. Exactly. I ain't mad at it. That. Wor- it works. I ain't mad at it. That. That, that's the cycle of life, right that's there. It. You it just yeah. everything you need everything. in one in one circle. <laughs> I. So how does how does that work out though? Like what is that what does that look like? I mean, it it looks a little different because I take a different approach to it. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I because a lot of clients come to me asking for a plan, and honestly, I can't plan for anybody's life. Everybody who say they can plan for your life is wrong, right? Because mm-hmm. you're gonna eat what you want. I've I've been in this industry for so two these many clients years. asking for meal plans. Yeah, meal okay. plans. They like okay, give give me what I want uh, or meal prep. So I take what you already eat, mm-hmm. and then I just eat, either expand on it or take some stuff away. Got like it. maybe you can't have a Snickers. I give you some kettle chips. It's different, you know what I'm saying? For massage, it's like uh, listen, it's what you need is 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 maintenance to keep you going every day in life. We like we as people spend shit shoot uh what apple hours on our phones. Mm-hmm. So everybody's shoulders locked up. So is that a posture thing? Like is posture. that just I've That's heard about that where people are just looking down and you're hunched hand. over, right? So hunched your shoulders like so we're holding a lot of stress in our shoulders. Yep. Stressing your shoulder, but it's not, it's not the shoulders, is about it's the bother, it's the chest. Mm. So, your chest actually is the problem. And, and most massage therapists are afraid to work on your chest because of legal issues. They'd be like, Well, I can't touch your chest because of this and that. But in, in, in real like practice, if I never release those muscles, mm-hmm. You're never gonna feel relief in your back or shoulders mm. because your chest is always gonna be tight because you you sit in a certain position. Your shoulders Big roll forward, forward, so your yeah. your your muscles in your chest are constantly contracted. Position right now, exactly. Just you know, let me so, loosen up. Let me do a little shoulder roll or something while right, we're doing it. Exactly. So <laughs> I, I that's what my practice is. Based. My my practice is more my massage practice is more therapeutic. Okay. Now my food, like my catering company, yeah. I put a lot of bacon on everything. All right, so let me get this right. <laughs> and, and listen, some of the best chefs in the world use bacon on everything, bacon yeah. and butter, right? So, but so let me get this right. Not only do you get busy with the pots, mm-hmm. but you also, as you said, you relieve stress. So you're a massage therapist and you're also a chef. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that's that's a decent combination, decent right, combination there. right there. Right? Okay, is there a trinity? Is there a third thing, or are these just these? I mean, two? the personal training comes into play because now I can tell you what not to eat, or because. Or because you asking me what to eat, mm. I also do meal prep for you because this is what I do. Like this is what, I, and, I, and even when I do my meal prep, it's still gonna be delicious because mm-hmm. the bacon gonna be involved more than likely. How do how do most of your clients find you right now? Most of my clients find me by word of mouth, um, okay. and I like that because it brings me a certain type of clientele. Is there and, and that's no, that's dope. That's true because. Referral clients are going to close eighty percent of the time, mm-hmm. right? You're not even doing as much work. But is there um, is there something you wish you would have more of? Client type, more business, more anything like? Is there a goal you're working towards? Honestly, honestly, I'm trying to get more into the food portion of my business, the catering portion, mm-hmm. and uh, social media is my downfall. 
because I'm not a social mm. media guy. I don't believe in living in my life, living my life through social media. I'm never gonna be that guy. I understand. And even my clientele that I deal with, 85 percent of my clientele don't even have social media. The only social media they have is LinkedIn. What's funny is you just told me your client's age. Exactly. And you told me a lot about their demographic, what they do, what kind of fields they work in, right? You you just gave me so much information by saying 85% of my clientele is on LinkedIn. I love that. Okay, I bet. So what has been in a challenge for you that you've had to work through? Uh, the or what's your current challenge? Duplicating myself. Mm. That's a big challenge in my field because I, I can train people to, to almost be like me. But I'm in the phase of my career where, I, where, as far as massages is, I don't, I don't want to actually do the business anymore. Yeah. I want to operate the business. Well, because now you're, at, that's what entrepreneurs get to, right? It's right. that shifting. It's like, yo, listen, I created a business. Well, I kind of created a job as well. Right. But now I'm really trying to get to the place where I am working on the business, not in the business. I think that's a good pivot. And I think uh, if, if I, you may allow me to take it away right now, unless you have something else yeah. you want to add, um, you've given me so much to think about in a short period of time. And my brain goes, it, it goes to a couple of things. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, I always tell all of my, my young entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs to be that you have to address the whole person, mm -hmm. right? People can't be broken up into just bits and pieces. And while we are able to, wear a certain hat for a certain time when you're an entrepreneur you have to come into it as your whole self because this shit is too damn hard right to not do that so i love the fact that you have embraced the, the three parts of your personality and to a casual observer it would sound like they're disjointed but they're not they're very synergistic right you know we've got personal chef we've got food we have the stress aspect with the massage and wellness, and there's much more than just stress there, right? Because high-performance athletes, they've got to work out their muscles if they want to perform at their top degrees, right? Absolutely. And you have the personal training aspect. So so you are in the, the health and wellness space, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you've ever thought about branding it like that, and you're in a holistic space. You said that 85% of your customers are on LinkedIn, and you get a lot of word of mouth referral. That says that most of your customer demographic is older right now. We're talking about probably high 30s, uh, 40s, right? My age or, or a little bit over. They're professionals right? because professionals tend to keep a LinkedIn bio. And those are the ones that are going to have a disposable income to pay for your services. Exactly. Right? Um, I would like to suggest a few other things because you said duplicating yourself is your challenge. So I always like to analyze and then regurgitate. There is never going to be another you. I agree. Right? Your sauce is your sauce, right? Your drip is your drip, fam. It's just not going to happen. But that's cool, though, right? And I'm going to tell you why. There's almost two roads you can go with this. So there's the McDonald's road, right? Which, not a literal road, but what they said was, hey, look, we ain't got to be great. We got to be consistently average. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they created a system that they could then uh, that could be consistently average because an average person can do average shit. Right. 
so they could duplicate that across the country. And then with the system, they put in controls that guaranteed almost a similar result, which is why wherever you go across the country, if you're not willing to risk it and it's about 2 a.m. in the morning, you know, I'm going to give you some fries real quick, fam. I'm going to slide through. And everybody done did it, so we can't front, right? That it sounds, you know, some some entrepreneurs would say, "Hey, I don't want to do that," but that's a legitimate route, and that's a legitimate route to scale. Right. And if we ever get into the place where we're going to talk to investors or VCs, we got to talk about how do we scale, right? So that's that's one road. The other road is going to premium, right? There is a, a, a term called the Veblen good. So we're talking about diamonds, right? Mm -hmm. We're talking about Birkin bags. We're talking about things that are so. Dope, protect Philippe's, right? These these are items that the value just keeps going up. Right. Right? It's not on a supply or demand curve. It's not following any of the traditional economic ranges. The value keeps going up. And for someone that says that, hey, I want my business to be very, very personalized, going that way tends to work because then you don't have to duplicate you. Your time becomes more valuable. So you can actually up your prices in certain areas. Mm -hmm. Right. And then what happens is because you have upped your prices, obviously not everybody can afford you, but that kind of has a reverse psychological effect. The more people that can't afford you sometimes, especially if you're really good, then the more people that want you. Mm -hmm. So you can keep those prices, you keep going. Now, the trick with that is going to be a really nice marketing balance. You're going to have to get you a team that understands that, especially if you're not a social media person, because that's fine. You ain't got to do the social media, bro. I, I, I hired somebody now. See, you see what I'm saying? I got one in the background right now. Let's go. Because <laughs> look, here's the thing. Most small businesses don't have a budget for marketing. Right. You have three businesses that are synergistic. If you want to bring in new clients, you could bring in new clients on any one of those businesses. And then as you have them for one, sell them for the other. Or you can create packages like what you were telling me for your Valentine's Day package, right? Mm -hmm. Yo, come on. A chef and a massage? Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Bro, as long as you ain't like the dudes who I saw on, on IG, nah, they was massaging the girl. I, I was like, oh, hey, dude could never come night. see my girl like that, bro. I don't, bro. Do, that. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> I see. But- but I bring that up too because also I know in the back of their minds other people saw the IG videos and, and I, I TikToks like I did, and they like, is he that kind of massage or he do? I get asked that all the time. All the time. But see, you know, it it, it I guess it depends on the client. But it's good that you already said that. Hey, nah, I'm I'm here to get you back on your health kick. So like I said, you can either go with a package deal to bring in new clients, or you can go with your individual services, mm -hmm. right? And then you do the a la carte. Well, look, yeah, you got this massage, but guess what? You gonna need food next week? Let me do this meal prep for you. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You need a personal trainer. Let me do that for you. And I think staying solidly in your demographic is good. However, I would highly, highly, highly suggest doing some stuff for a younger audience. And here is why. Very, very quickly. The disposal income that these young kids got right now is nothing like when we was growing up. Right? So these 20-somethings fresh out of college, they don't have a lot of debt and stuff. They're paying for that. So just a couple things I wanted you to think about, brother. It has been my pleasure to work with you. I hope that I was able to leave you with some gems and some other ways to go. This has been the recipe, y'all. If y'all are listening, it's a quick consultation. Everybody needs a coach. I have a coach, right? Jose is a coach and has a coach. Mike, our engineer who you see is a coach and has a coach. Everybody needs it. So consultations are necessary. So tune in for another episode of The Recipe. And right now, we're just going to get y'all a little bit of break before we keep it moving. The interview is up next. I'm your host, Chef Chad Cherry. Jose, tell them how to find you. 
You can find me on Relax Refresh Massage Therapy. Relax Refresh Massage on Facebook and um, IG. You can find me Jose's Gourmet on IG. And then if you just want to come in and hang out with me sometimes, Hollywood underscore Jack. 33, so. Got it. So, Relax, Refresh, yeah. Massage yeah. on Facebook and IG. Yep. Right? Um, the catering one more time. Jose's Gourmet. H-O-S-E-A. Jose's Gourmet. That's with the H family. With S. H-O-S-E-A-S Gourmet. Okay. Um, find me on IG. And then, um, if you if you really want to have a, just have a good time and figure out um, all I'm doing, because I do, I do a few things. It's Hollywood underscore Jack. All right, and the links will be in the bio and in the in the podcast description. So make sure you click those follow, like, subscribe, and let's get it going, y'all. Yo, what up, family? Welcome to another episode of the Chef Culture Podcast. I am your host, Chef Chad Cherry. You can find me on all social media on that. Matter of fact, Chef Culture is with a K. I should have said that before, but if you're really from the culture, you already know that. Anyway, today we've got another, another, another banging episode for you. Um, I am on Zoom. This is our first virtual conversation with... um, a brother who who is near and dear to my heart, someone who I, I build with for a minute now, um, Chef Culture family, uh, Chef Jesse Seward. I'm gonna let him introduce himself in a second. Um, but you know, as always, I like to tell you a little bit about what this segment is. And this segment right here is called the recipe. And on the recipe, it's not a food recipe. This is the recipe for success, man. As we were coming in, driving in today, I heard Nas. He said it, man. It, it sums it up perfectly. He said, if you my brother, we shouldn't compete with each other. We're supposed to build millions with each other. And that hones in on exactly what Chef Culture is about, right? Like, we can all get out here as entrepreneurs if we can eat it. We can get our own pie. But our individual pie is going to be small. It's going to be a little pie, right? But if we're able to build and collaborate and work together, especially as black folk, especially as brown folk, right? If we are able to build and work together, then our pie does this. It grows exponentially. And that's it. And, and when you when you come into the entrepreneurial lifestyle, one of the things that nine to fivers don't get is that being an entrepreneur, especially a new one right now, this is freedom. This is safety. Safety for our parents look like finding a job and sticking with it till you can retire. That is not what safety looks like for us now. Now you got to create your own parachute. It is never too late to start. And that's what we do here on the Chef Culture Podcast. We do food, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle. And with the recipe, that's what you entrepreneurs are getting. You're getting a glimpse into how someone else is building their parachute and their plane, right? So that you can just glean all that knowledge because a wise man is going to learn from another man instead of having to make those, those decisions himself, right? And then building it. That's what the recipe is about. So today, I'm going to go ahead and take a second. I'm going to fall back. I want to introduce Chef Jesse. Um, Chef Jesse, tell the folks your full name, your business, how to find you. Go ahead and, and just give us that real quick, brother. Okay. Good evening. I appreciate you, Chef, uh, for having me on the platform. Um, Chef Jesse Seward. Uh, my business name is Travel Man Gourmet Cuisine. You can find me on IG and Facebook at Chef Jesse TGMC. And my website is www.travelingmgc.com. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm happy to be here and, you know, looking forward to this talk here. 
yo, we are happy to have you. Okay, so we have that out the way. And and if you're listening, all of that is going to be in the episode notes. So we'll have all of his tags, his social media. That way you can go follow. And while you're following him, click like, subscribe, and comment on the podcast. But brother, tell me a little bit about yourself. What, what you know, traveling man, like what, what is that? Where'd you come from? How'd you get here? You know, give me, give us a little background. Well, right now, I mean, I'm originally from Akron, Ohio. You know, um, I did a little bit of time in the Navy, did about seven years. A lot of the time was spent overseas in Japan and traveling abroad. Um, I'm here by way of Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I came from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Now I'm here in West Palm Beach. Um, and basically, you know, I'm a traveling private chef. You know, I try to cater to private dining, meal prep, catering, the, no event too big or small, any special event, you know, I try to accommodate and make that special for whoever needs it. Love it. Love it, bro. And um, your business right now, how's it going? It's going great. I mean, I've, I've I established my business in 2017 and I've been moving ever since. And it's been a rough road, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it hasn't been easy, but I'm definitely seeing the light and I'm growing and expanding and um, I'm in a good place. I'm blessed. I mean, and that's, I know a little bit more about you. So I know, I know you have landed in, in a very coveted position as a chef. You have been able to land um, a client, a full-time personal chef client, man. How, how did that happen? Um, a chef peer of mine reached out to me and, and let me know that someone reached out to him and they were looking for a private chef to possibly travel with them mm-hmm. back forth uh, from Virginia to Florida. And it's very demanding. It, you know, it costs for six, seven days a week, sometimes nice. eight hours a day. Nothing different from the restaurant business itself. If you're still involved in that, which I, I, I came from that, you know, doing that blood, sweat, and tears in the kitchen. We know how that goes. And mm-hmm. they just I felt like it was time for me to just go ahead and, and get out there and jump off the porch and expand and, and build my own business. So I see that, right? Literally, you got the Band-Aid right here, which means that that's probably an oven burn or something else or some other kind of it's burn. It. That's exactly what it is, an oven burn. <laughs> or, or we got them all off. That's, that's that's part of it. It is all it on is. the forearms. Yep, yep. Yeah. See, and that's why I say coveted. A lot of chefs are like, "Hey, listen, I want to land that private chef gig. I need me a celebrity client. I need a baller." And then they get it, and they don't realize, like you said, this is six or seven days a week. These sometimes are eighteen hour days. Like you're in there. So, you know, this leads to my next question because we can assume that because you have this private client who is cutting decent checks, right? Um, that you found a level of, of success and comfort in your business, but I know that's not where you want to stop. So what, what's your next level of growth? Where do you want to go, man? Well, I mean, ultimately, you know, um, we all just want to want to grow and, and, and build a legacy, hopefully for our family and our children. If you have children, um, something to pass down to them. Um, I worked in the workforce in the field for about 14, 15 years grinding and, um, I just got to a place where I felt like my experience and my, my skill set and my talent mm-hmm. would allow me to build something for myself and, and get out there. And you can't be afraid to get out there and, and, and do for yourself. So I'm, I'm hearing that. Right. Um, and also, too, do you have any other projects that you're working on as well? 
I do. Um, right now we have a cookbook that's in the works, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a collaborative effort with a few other chefs. I'm not going to say that's my first project, but it's my first project, but I'm working on my solo project right now. I got um, you. How did that, I mean, how, how do you find that? You know, we talk about collaboration, that's big, but how do you find that, right? Like this collaborative process, you want to do a cookbook with other chefs. And, and yo, we, we here to help other entrepreneurs. Be real. How was that process? Because I heard you say that now you're going to do a solo thing. So I know there was something there. And, and what, how was that process? You know, it, it's, it's, it's been trying, honestly, because everybody's not going to always be on the same page. Okay. You know? Everybody's passion is not going to be the same. Everybody's drive is not going to be the same. Everybody's motive is not going to be the same. And sometimes you just have to do for yourself. You know, it may seem like an easier route, maybe, or a good idea at the time, but you have to make sure that you're on you're on board with the on the same page with the people that you're trying to do something with. So basically what you're saying for the people out there is, yo, listen, if we're going to get it together, your hustle got to match my hustle. Exactly. I love exactly. it. I love it, bro. All right. Well, the same work. Yeah. You got to put in the same work. I mean, that's the only way we win. Right. And that's that is an important part about collaboration that is often missed. Collaboration means that you have to bring to the table something and I have to bring to the table something and we have to work it together. It doesn't mean you just show up. And I'm right. bringing everything right. It does not mean that. And so now that you've given me that, I've got a lot to think about. And if you don't mind, let me just give you five minutes of game. Just just from Absolutely. the bird's eye view. What. What I'm seeing is, first and foremost, just to set this up, what I see for you as, as in traveling, man, is is you said, hey, sometimes I got to go it on. You got to go it on your own. Right. You got to build these things. I want you to know that that's dope because knowing who you are, you going on your own and going first, because that's what you're doing. You're not necessarily going on your own. You're going first. Right. You're, you're building a platform and not just one, multiple platforms that other chefs are going to be able to come up and, and really stand on those platforms. So as you go first, you're really creating a runway for them. So that when they get ready to hit it, they don't have to take all the steps that you had to take. They can just accelerate through to that platform and stand up a level or two. Right. So, Absolutely. I, I, you know, I say that because when you talked about words, you said, hey, it's legacy that I'm building. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, and I know you have a family and. I wanted to bring that first part of saying that you're going first and you're building a platform because it's important that your perspective is always that, because sometimes being an entrepreneur is a lonely road. Oh, yeah. And sometimes we feel like we're all alone, but being able to tap into that greater purpose, right. Of knowing that, Hey, look, I'm doing this for a legacy. I'm doing this to help somebody else out. That is, is that fuel we need, right. To get it going. So, Ooh. you know, I want you to always keep that in your mind. That's a mindset that we got to always have to stay hungry to win. Right. And, right. and keep trying with the collaborations. I think they'll work. But what I think is, that as you go first right now, you set a precedent of the level that you want, that you bring. Because sometimes we have stuff in our mind, we know how we roll, but other people can't see it till you make it plain. So when you set the precedent for the level that you want to bring, then people are able to come in and they're able to better match your energy because they have an example of what your energy is. So I want to walk that out with this cookbook. Okay. Cookbooks are always going to be valuable commodities, books in general, even as we go more digital, right? So 
instead of just coming out with a regular cookbook, my thoughts are that we tease this out. Let's flip the whole game up. Let's drop a cookbook like I'm dropping an album, like I'm doing 50 Cent early 90s, and I want to drop these mixtapes on the street. So what I'm doing is as I drop a recipe, that's like dropping a song, right? And I say that because right now there are gatekeepers in the publishing industry, but those walls are falling down. Why can't you drop a, a video with your recipe and the recipe just like you dropped the song and build hype up so that by the time you get 12, 15, maybe 20 recipes in, you have how many thousands of followers now that, that have become fans of yours? You've done yeah. some strate- what we call strategic giving. So you yeah. strategically gave away some free shit and yeah. built loyal fans so that when you, want, when you need people to spin and monetize, now they can come, right? And, and that's something because as a chef, we're going to cook anyway. Right. I'm, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to cook anyway. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And then what that does is as you drop them bit by bit, you're allowing people to see your level. You're, you're allowing people to see your consistency. You're allowing to build up your fan base that you can then monetize. And by the time you're ready to release the cold cookbook, you've got a platform. So you've got more leveraging power if you ever want to go to a full publisher or if you just want to stay fully independent and you can make money every step of the way. And I can promise you that as you go through this, those collaborators, because obviously we still love to work with other people, the right collaborators are going to see you, show you respect, enjoying it. Right. Plus, more importantly as well, not more importantly, but equally as important. This is my last thought on this before I let you have your last thought. Because you still have to maintain your personal client. This is a great project that doesn't take too much of your time away from your main thing. And it allows you to grow and expand. And I would venture to say that as you do this, you're also going to meet some very young, very hungry chefs that can also help grow your team. So that traveling man after this cookbook has some prospects of, of some new employees that can help with either other clients or help you expand your body. So that's, that's my game for you, brother. Do you have any, any thoughts, any last minute words you want to leave the people with? No, I appreciate that. That's how I look at the collaborative effort. It's kind of like a mixtape or an EP. It's just a little sample. It's a little dose. It's a little bit. Something. So when I do do my thing, they're already ready or already prepared and kind of I've got wind of, okay, well, I heard this guy or I've seen something about that or whatever, you know, because sometimes you have to collab with people just to get some things out there, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not against that. But at the same time, you have to stay focused on self, you know, and make sure that you're taking care of self. Bam, you take the first step. Everybody will follow, right? I love it, man. This has been another episode of The Recipe. Um, Chef Jesse, if you would, just say your socials one more time so people can lock it in. Absolutely. IG and Facebook, Chef Jesse TMGC. And my uh, website is www.travelingmgc.com. Awesome, awesome. Follow. Yes. So y'all run, go follow him, like and subscribe to our podcast, leave comments and hang out with us. We'll see you on the next episode. We're out, family. Family on this episode of Elevated Eats. Oh, man. You know, I, I brought I brought the guests right back, man. We have Jose in the building. We have Lee in the building. Leah, excuse me. I'm talking quickly. What had happened was we always feed our people. So if you ever come on the show, 
just know you will get fed. And after we feed our people, it is inevitable that we get to this happy place and we're like, you know what? We still got work to do, but we're happy. That's good though, because on Elevated Eats, it is all about loving the food as much as you love the person. So we always talk about food. This is the Chef Culture Podcast. So food is hella important, right? Although it's food, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle, this is the food segment. And today, I made a dish for y'all because it is my pleasure to feed people that come and give of themselves. And y'all gave of your time today. So I'm going to introduce the dish, and then we just going to chop it up and talk about it, right? Um, I wanted to do something totally different. Uh, especially because I know Jose is a big meat guy, right? Um, I did give him his bacon, though. He's going to tell you about his bacon in a second. I did manage to give him his bacon, but today I did a dish that has been around for a while. I mean, it's it's almost a classic French dish, almost, right? Uh, I just interpreted it my way. So it was a honey-baked pear topped with goat cheese, honeyed, candied turkey bacon, balsamic, over, uh, we did uh, garlic butter naan with artisan greens as a, as a lettuce and some tomatoes, uh, the baby uh, heirloom tomatoes. And I don't know why I'm not doing a good job describing it. Maybe because it was good, I just ate it. I'm, I'm all right. Um, but this is one of those dishes that that does. It's a transformer, right? It's it takes you on a tour when you bite into it. You just you're supposed to experience different flavors and different things. And so, whenever you tell someone, "Hey, I'm I'm feeding you a honey baked pear." They tend to look at you a little strange because they're like, wait, that's it? Wait, where's the rest of it? What else are we doing? But when you get into this, this is just a whole situation in and of itself. So I just wanted to just preface that. That's what I made. But it ain't about me, y'all. Because truly as a chef, my goal when feeding people is to share my love with y'all. So it's about y'all. How y'all feeling? What y'all think? Where we at? Who do you want to go first? Jump in there, ladies first. We already talked about shivery. (laughs) You know what I mean. Well, I'll start as your picky eater chef. Um, honestly, I think my diet consists of chicken wings, chicken tenders, um, (laughs) chicken tacos, that chicken everything, but very basic and minimal, so that you can never mess it up. You know, so stepping out of my comfort zone and thus eating this. Pear alone, like you said, when you said saying, yeah, that, have you ever I'm, had like, a I'm not pear? gonna listen to him. I had to like shut my ears off while you were explaining it because I'm like, if I listen to him, the back of my mind is gonna start going, no, no is no, no, that no, I no. automatically gonna go, as much as I love you, no. And I was like, you know what, let me try it. And that was outstanding, like you said, like from the first bite to when the food finally finished in my mouth, it was just like a a journey of flavors along the way. Um, and I looked at Joe's place. I think you ate the stem. There's I, a stem on one of them pears. I do not eat more than half of my food. You, I took it to go. I'm like, hold on, we about to take a little bit to go too. So, quick question, because this this has uh normally people's palates are shaped and where they're from. What's your background, nationality? Um, I'm Puerto Rican from Pennsylvania, though. Okay, so nah, I nah, love up Spanish north, food. Yeah, up north Puerto Rican. I get it. Okay, all right. And so, first time having a cooked pear. Okay, you've had goat cheese before. Uh, honestly, even like the tomatoes I ate, I would never touch them. That you, like I'm a fan of balsamic. So when you said balsamic, I was like, okay, all right, all right, all right. And then you said the whole about how um it's supposed to help you cleanse your palate and stuff like that. And as I'm eating between the two, I'm like, everything this man is saying is as he's talking about it, it's just happening in my mouth. Like it was a, it was a different experience. So thank you for that. Let's go. Hey, my pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you for eating it, fam. And so okay, Jose, brother, 
I'll be honest with you, I'm having a hard time sitting straight up right now. Because <laughs> it was it was filling, and I was and, and I'm kind of full. But I but is I, that I, what I, you expected from a honey baked pear? No, I didn't. But I'm gonna go home and make some honey baked pears just to see if I can do it again. Because <laughs> I'm gonna steal. I'm, I'm gonna try to steal the recipe without asking you for the recipe. When I get it wrong twice. Then you just call. Then I'm gonna call you. So I will tell you, right? There's a thing. A lot of people do on bacon wrapped. Mm-hmm. So I know that's your thing. I'm I, just telling you. I, you know I'm gonna add some bacon to it. Like yeah, I'm gonna add bacon to it. I'm gonna add. I know you did turkey bacon. And yeah, I was trying to be polite. I, I mean, you tried to be polite. I, I know you made a vegan dish with, with you know, with, with turkey bacon for me. I, I respect that and thank you. It was still delicious. You're welcome, family. <laughs> it was delicious. But I'm gonna wrap everything in that uh, in that dish. And bacon and just call it honey baked wrapped pear bacon. Bacon. I don't know. It's gonna be good, but it was good now. So I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> My eyes drooping. I'm trying to sit up straight, and I ain't doing too well at it. You doing all right, bro? <laughs> so I gotta ask you the same question. Where are you from? What's your background? I'm originally from Detroit. Okay. I'm originally from Detroit, East Side Detroit. I've been down here for five years, and it's just. It's good to run into you, brother, because it's hard yes. to find good food down here. So that kind of got me into the mode of cooking. Uh, like, really, because I, I got so tired of just going to eat restaurants where it wasn't good food. But that that dish right there, I'm going uh, yeah. to steal that. I'm just going to be honest with you. I still- appreciate that, bro. <laughs> I, I'm one of them chefs where if you see I made it and you like it, please go ahead and redo it, man. Make it your own. And why? Well, I asked about nationalities, like I said, is because our palates are influenced so much by where we've grown up and what we've tasted. And my goal when I make a dish is I want people from almost any background to try it mm-hmm. and like it. And that was a struggle, like coming into when I first moved to South Florida before coming up to Orlando. Because the population is so specific, like how you said you're a picky eater, mm-hmm. you don't know how many clients were like, well, this is my population. Either it was Caribbean or Latin. And will they like the food? And I'm like, I got a couple of hitters that I think everybody likes. So it's always important to me that we that we bridge the gap. And then being able to introduce you to something new and you eating it, super, super dope. Super, super dope. Because I always say trust the chef. But we all know in the back of our minds, it's the same reason like I felt you when you said chicken, right? And you with the bacon, like I'm one of them people where I go to places, and if I'm even a little bit skeptical, I'm gonna order something simple every time. Please don't mess this up. I'm not the same guy. I will order the like I will order the best thing on the menu. So I go in the restaurant, I'm like, what's the best thing on the menu? See, babe, I'm not and, the only one who asked that question. And then, and then, and then, like, <laughs> so you, so you would get, you exactly. get, you get a different style of waiter, so you know, like, you get an honest waiter or waitress. They'd be like, well, yeah. I only like this. I like, like but in truthfully, truth be told, where it's just hard to find good food. I'm ready to eat some more. Can I get a second helping? That's all I want. I mean, you gotta talk to Mike. Leftovers I mean, normally go to nah, him. You gotta I mean, see people. <laughs> ain't nothing gotta do about Mike. We ain't gonna fight him. I'm good. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors out this joint. <laughs> Two I'm out good. of three. I'm good. I lose every time. It's all see, right. <laughs> nah, it's all good, but I, yo, and these these are like this this dish is another one of those like you can have this done in about 25 minutes mm-hmm. okay yeah. Yeah. yeah that's not bad yeah you know what we don't have to talk about it we got to talk about it i'm telling <laughs> listen dope, you pull that dope. out for your dude when he slide through he gonna be like, like wait hey what you just <laughs> he might that? think she can cook <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she ain't got to be able to cook. She got friends that can cook. She got to do a presentation. Mr. Coach, you're gonna put me on the coach. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Five minute, real quick with a. Right. Yeah, she said no meat. You said you do meal prep. That's all you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she had to pop it in the oven. You take it out. You replate it. Yeah. You pop it in the oven. <laughs> Make it look good. Like this was all me. That's it, baby. I did this for you. I studied and everything. Went to classes. Exactly. And then get a massage. After that, y'all good to go. This is a perfect meal. I'm relaxed. I'm fed. I just. Perfect day, all in one. <laughs> yo, I am not mad at that, man. I, yo, listen, y'all don't understand how big of a compliment this is for me, man, as a chef, and that's why I always, I always want to do this because it's the mind. Like, like we be so in our heads. I, I thought of, the dish took me twenty five minutes to make, but I thought about it for like two days because we I've never put the 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 candy turkey bacon with it. Mm-hmm. I've never done it on the the garlic butter naan, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's always come with the lettuce, and it, it comes with cheese, but it's normally blue cheese. But I literally was sitting there reading the difference between blue cheese and goat cheese. And by the way, goat cheese is so much more healthy for you. First it's of all, I don't know. I don't know what blue cheese is. I don't like blue cheese. Never liked blue cheese. Never been a fan. Somebody put blue cheese on my plate. I don't even like blue cheese crumble. I don't know why people keep liking this stuff. <laughs> it's not real cheese. Like and blue cheese is you know, it's <laughs> very pungent. Yeah, but and that's the thing. Like when I was looking at the difference, I was like, why? Why would I use anything but goat cheese? Like I just didn't like. Yeah, why would anybody use it? Like honestly, goat cheese is is the way it's to not- go. Um, but so it took me a long time to really conceptualize this. So that's why I'm like, I really appreciate the feedback because you just, you honestly never know what's, what's in my head. A lot of times I get lost there and it's difficult. And this is why I tell people, I'm like, yo, when you hire a chef, you're not just paying for whatever the cost of the food is. Mm-hmm. You don't know how long it took me to create that menu. Exactly. And honestly, yeah, all I really want is this reaction right here. This is what I want. That's why I always do the first first bite videos from Mike because Mike is so expressive, man. He doesn't really. You watch the video and he's so expressive with his. He gets to the shaking the head. Mm. Mm. And I had you. Don't play. You was on it. All y'all was on it. Yeah, no. Today I really had to snap because that was too good. That was different. Yeah, yo, yo was in there. Yo was in the video. I said, "Well, look, this is social proof right here. Y'all can say what y'all want." When everybody quiet at the table. Nobody's it's good. Ain't nobody, ain't say, nobody asked no questions while we're eating. Nah, ain't nobody asked nobody no questions. Nobody asked no questions. We all <laughs> talk too much. As soon as the fork got done, as soon as the fork dropped, everybody like, all right, well, all right we good. time we're to talk again. Yeah. Talk you, but now I kind of want to just go chill out. Mm-hmm. Right. My eyes heavy right now. And all I had was a pear and some, and some turkey bacon. Some you know, I, <laughs> I can't unhear it. Now, every time he talks, I just think Kevin Hart. I literally can't unhear this. <laughs> The laughing everything. I can't hear. Tell me about the lineup one more time. Bro. The- <laughs> we just got to make him say a joke. Like That's a Kevin Hart joke. That's What's it. that one he be saying? Um, Help me. Help me. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what this dish did. Helped me with my stomach pain that I had come in here. I'm good. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm full. I'm ready to go to sleep. I got um, goat cheese on my pants because I spilled some. <laughs> but that's good, okay, though. It's a good night. For later. Good night. For later, in case. I miss my beard. So it's good no blue cheese. It would have been worse if it was the blue cheese. Yeah, because that stuff stains. I don't like no yeah, you blue You got to go wash your pants immediately. 
you get blue cheese on there. You got the you can't just let throw that them away. It's like it's like cooking with turmeric. It's the same thing. Oh, 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 you playing. That damn turmeric <laughs> disrespectful. Right. It just, you know, you have a look. So I have a dish that I make, right? And uh it uses uh curry. Mm. And you know, turmeric is the color component in curry. Right. Dude, white marble countertops and curry at a private event one day. And I looked down and was like, my my whole face froze up because my only question was how long had it been there? Because you know if it's there quick and you wipe it off, you might be all right. Tent marble tent now. Right, is it? Is it? I did a I did a event. Yeah, it's done. I did an event where I cooked a lot of chicken. I used turmeric in the chicken in the mix. Right, the next day I didn't realize that my countertop it was orange. For some strange reason. Had a whole new color. I just had to come out. I had to hide my paint. Yeah. <laughs> it was different color. I had to get changed. Like, listen, somebody stayed in my counter. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was somebody right did. Thank you, bro. Just give me a counter. Stop saying color. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> See, this is, this is the power of food. And this is why I say everybody deserves a chef. And this is why y'all should make chef friends. And this is why I appreciate y'all. This has been another segment of Elevated Eats. But this is also how we love to wrap up the Chef Culture Podcast with good food, good friends, good vibes. And it is funny because we all walked in this room kind of knowing each other. But now we we definitely friends. This is a definite food has done that. So I want to thank y'all for listening. Tune in next week. Chef Culture with a K, Chef Culture on all social media. I'm Chef Chad Cherry, your host, and I'll see you soon. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe to all of the guests that have been on here. They will be in the show notes. I'll see you all next week, family. Hey. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.